0: Hey everyone, this is Jason Shepard, and you're listening to the Commercial Pilot Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. How can we better plan our commercial pilot long solo VFR, by the way, cross country? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here, M0A.com, and you are listening to the Commercial Pilot Podcast brought to you by our number one rated online ground school, groundschoolacademy.com, to check it out and learn more. And, as you all know, the Ground School Academy is getting a major, major facelift, just so uh, so excited about that. You know, the new learning management system is coming out, new remote pilot, remote pilot initial, remote pilot recurrent, private instrument, new private uh, and instrument boot camps as well. Commercial pilot will be getting a facelift in 2021. And, we're already talking about that ever-desired CFI course as well. The team's actually in the process of working and writing that right now. So, just some very cool things as you are working either towards being a commercial pilot or just working towards being the best commercial pilot you can be. Today's segment is really geared towards this idea of you're an aspiring commercial pilot. And, perhaps, you haven't done your long solo VFR, VFR being a key word there, um, cross country just yet. And, I remember mine. I was able to, um, I was based in Massachusetts at the time was able to do the Hudson River VFR Corridor and everything else. Just um, was an amazing, amazing experience to be able to do that for my long uh, solo VFR cross-country. And, let's read a little bit from uh, from the regs that talks about this a little bit. I'm reading from uh, part 61. Um, In here, under our commercial pilot requirements, one cross-country flight of not less than, 300 nautical miles total distance with landings at a minimum of three points now here's the catch one of which is a straight line distance of at least 250 nautical miles from the original departure point however if this requirement is being met in hawaii the longest segment needed only be a straight line distance of 150 nautical miles so that is what we're talking about when i'm mentioning this long cross country so it needs to be three points and one of those segments needs to be 250 nautical miles from the departure so how most people do this it's long i think mine was like eight hours on the hobbs because it was an assessment 150 that's why i'm like i'm gonna do this on the cheap i'm gonna do it the 150. well yeah, per hour, it's cheap, but when it takes you eight hours to do it, it had been just as expensive to do it in the 172, and I would have done a lot sooner. But, hey, I wanted the flight time. I wanted the 8.0. That's uh, what it really is. For us, and for most people, you depart your airport, you head out 250 nautical miles, then you hit another little airport on the way back, and then another little airport on the way back, and, and, and make your way on in from there, uh, or just head back to your airport uh, of departure. From there. It's typically that kind of out and back with a stop over in between. Now, there the reason they say from your departure is some people, I mean, if you're lucky enough, maybe you're ferry in an airplane or something going home, have one leg be 250 nautical miles, a stop at another airport thereafter. You cannot break up this 250 nautical mile leg. Like you can't break it up. So don't say I hit my three points, but not have the 250 nautical mile leg. So make sure you have that in there. Now, here's another little bit, and I'm going to go back to the regs um, for this one. Um, it talks about the solo time. You ready? So, this is under the 10 hours of solo flight time in a single-engine airplane or 10 hours of flight time performing the duties of a pilot in command in a single-engine airplane with an authorized structure on board which may be credited towards flight time requirement under this paragraph they're talking about here." And, this is where the one cross country comes into play, Uh, the big cross country. There's other dual cross, actually mentioned dual cross countries. This was added to the regs not too terribly long ago, where they talk about a supervised solo, essentially. Because, think about this. What if you were doing your commercial airplane multi-engine land, also known as a camel. (laughs) We've been joking. Uh, Eric Deagle is one of our phenomenal members. So, he posted in the group, he became a camel, Commercial Airplane Multi-Engine Land, uh, not too long ago. Um, What if you're doing your Commercial Airplane Multi-Engine Land as your your, your initial commercial certificate and your first time earning a multi as well? You didn't do private multi. You can't solo that airplane, can you? I can't solo the Seminole or the Seneca or whatever I'm flying. I can't solo that because, well, I'm not even a multi engine pilot yet. Let alone insurance would never in a million years touch you, would they? But you're not even a multi engine pilot yet. So, of course, that can't happen. But you can do your commercial multi first. And how you get around that, how you do that is in part 61 here. I can do this same long cross country, 250 nautical miles, at least one leg of those with three different airports in there, VFR. I can do that and I can do it with an authorized instructor and how did it, let's let's get the regs in here correct again. Um, or 10 hours of flight time performing the duties. Of a pilot in command. To put in plain English, it's a supervised solo. I Meaning, they are just watching you perform the duties of pilot in command. Does that make sense? So you can do it. it. Doesn't have to be solo. Especially there's many people. In fact, it's a it's a path I like. Let you do your commercial airplane multi-engine land first, and then do the single-engine add-on afterwards. And I mean, commercial multi adds a lot of different. You know perspectives, and VMC demos, and single-engine landings, and single-engine approaches, and those sort of things. And, it doesn't have a lot of the flight maneuvers. It doesn't have the eights on pylons, and those sort of things that you have in the single-engine add-on. So, it allows the single-engine add-on to be very, very focused. It's, it's 0.5 of a checkride. It's a very, very easy right. Just show me some commercial maneuvers. And you can do the single engine add on quite easily. That's a path I often recommend people go. It's a path I wish I would have went. I went the more traditional route. This is back, you know, I'm older than I look. This is back in the olden days where we did it, um, you know, in a 172, in a 150, last 10 hours in a complex airplane. And then, did our checkride in that complex airplane. Then, we did the multi-engine add-on, which was just flying to commercial pilot standards in a brand spanking new airplane, at least new to me, like in the seminal, or I did mine in a seminal. it was, it was a challenge. It, it, was a, it was a lot of fun, but it was a challenge. I kind of wish someone would have encouraged me. And, I was in a 141 program at this time. I don't know if that was even an option. I wish I would have done my commercial multi first and did the single engine add-on. I, I believe it kind of makes for uh, some, I mean, everybody who says they want easier check rides, a, a check ride is going to be difficult no matter what really happens with that. It's it's A check ride is only as difficult as you make it and as you choose to actually see it and make it with that. So, anyways, future commercial pilots, a short commercial pilot podcast for you all today. Thank you so much. Thank you for making this. Uh, Don't forget, we also have the Private Pilot Podcast, the Instrument Pilot Podcast, and the CFI Certificated Flight Instructor Podcast. All this month, we're in this flight planning series. I hope you're able to watch a lot of that and just learn and grow in your aviation journey as well. So, thank you for just being a blessing to myself, uh, my family, this amazing M0A uh, team and family as well. You are a part of that family. And, family takes care of family. There's anything, anything at all we can do, please, please, please hesitate to reach out. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And, most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you.